This Blitz podcast is brought to you by Bravado Wireless. Available online at bravadowireless.com. Thanks to Marvin Jones, head football coach of the Tulsa Oilers, who joins us right now. Marvin, I saw you were down enjoying some Florida State last week. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good, man. How about yourself, brother? Not so bad. Not so bad. I gotta. I gotta ask. You gotta be pretty excited about the Seminoles being back in the top five. Well, I mean, it's a great thing for football. Always for Florida State, uh, you know, in the conversation. Uh, you know, obviously had a few rough years, but you know, seem to be getting back on track. But hey, you know, it's something that they got to continue to maintain and continue to play. You know, play some good ball. I mean, they got a good team. I mean, they're you know a new attitude. I think that's important. I mean, Mike Norvell has done such a wonderful job. So the guys got to just continue to work and work and build. Yeah. You know, Coach Norvell's a guy I'm familiar with because he was here at Tulsa with Todd Graham, so I know Mike. And I know that when he took over down there, like we've always heard, Florida State never lacked for talent. But there was a gap in, if you will, the culture down there. I don't know how much you've actually been around. What are you hearing from people about what Mike has done from that standpoint? Well, one of the things is that, you know, Mike, uh, you know, from day one, when I had opportunities to sit down and meet with him, I thought that, you know, I felt like I said, hey, well, I don't. Mike is a, a guy that, you know, that we definitely would need. You know, I mean, I thought the way he, you know, he's very passionate about what he's doing. I mean, he has a, you know, um, good relationship with the players. Uh, you know, they love him. They respect him. You know, I think that, that obviously that was important, you know. But, you know, you just have to, you know, it was just really going to be, the, you know, the football and how people were going to accept him as, uh, from the fans, which yeah. everybody's going to be a little skeptical just based on, you know, the coaching history didn't have, you know, the power five experience at the time. But, uh, you know, I think that, he, you know, he's, he's, done, he's done a great job. I mean, the people love him now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> football is, they love you now. Um, type of deal, you know. You know, that's what they always tell about college football, either winning, losing, or moving. Yep. <laughs> no doubt about that. 840, the man you're hearing, that deep voice right there. That is Marvin Jones, head football coach of the Tulsa Oilers. Let's turn our attention to the Oilers here while we're in the Oilers studio. It certainly wasn't the year you wanted, but you learned a lot about your team. I know you've had a lot of signings lately. As you look back now and kind of assess Marvin, what are your thoughts of season one? Well, I thought, you know, I think the main thing is that we did, you know, I was able to get a quarrel. Of guys from the team that I just got to resign, uh, you know, which I'm continuing to work on. That, uh, you know, that that's the most important thing. I mean, you know, you you start from without having a core of guys and continue to have the sign guys because you know it's, it's a learning experience. It's a different game for you know taking a guy from indoor. I mean, guy taking a guy from outdoors, trying to get him to play indoors. I mean, that's you know that's a six to eight week job. You know, I mean, that's a half a season. So I thought we, you know. You know, the quarterback is the most important part. We had to go through a bunch of that in the beginning because that's the most important piece. So just being able to go into a season with with knowing who your start quarterback will be, um, you know, have, or having at least having somebody experience in a job will definitely, you know, make a difference. So, um, but I think the main thing is that you know, you know, the guys that we have on the team. I mean, we win pretty much every game we fought. I mean, we had opportunities to win games and just. Came up short, but it wasn't from lack of effort, you know. Um, well, well, and you guys yeah, were close. I, I mean, there were a lot of one-score games, a lot yeah. of one-score games, which is, I would think, for an you know, for a franchise just beginning, that's got to be somewhat encouraging. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's definitely encouraging. Uh, you know, the thing is, I mean, but, you know, if you look at, you know, it really lets you know how you stack up against the league. I mean, we, it's a lot of talent throughout our league. I mean, you know, uh, you know, it's not just, you know, it, 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 you got to come to play, man. It, you know, and it's only going to get better, you know, just because, you know, our partnership with the XFL and stuff like that. So, you know, you got guys. You know, especially after this season, I mean, there have been a bunch of signings. Few guys been drafted to the XFL, and uh, you know, two or three guys that have you know had opportunity to been been invited to some NFL camps. So you know, people are starting to see that you know, with the, you know that there's a lot of talent in this league, and that if they want to try to get opportunities on the upper levels, you know, this is a this is a pathway. So I, I expect going into the next season, so we. You know, talent is only going to continue to get, you know, more and more, you know, tough. Tulsa Oilers football head coach Marvin Jones joins us now on the Blitz Hotline at 843 this Tuesday morning. Uh, how great was the fan support this year? I know the league recognized the fans a couple times, naming them Franchise of the Week. Mm-hmm. I think it was five times during the season. How great was that fan support this year? Well, one of the things I've always, you know, every game and every week, you know, I had always had opportunity to tell the guys that, you know what, you know what, you guys got great fan support. I mean, you got everything you need to win games. You know, uh, you know, I thought it was definitely tremendous. I mean, just their interaction, wherever the players were out in the communities, whether they went to schools or uh, wherever they were, I mean, the interaction with the fans have always been great. I mean, I had nothing but great responses from them uh, about, you know, players' attitudes and, how, you know, the players just interacting with us. So it was all positive stuff. So, you know, that's always occurred. That's that's my huge part about it. I mean, it's like when you come to play for me, it's not just about you playing for yourself. It's about, the, you know, I always say it's about the name on the front and the name on the back of your jersey who you're playing for. Yep. You know, speaking of players, you've re-signed a few. Josh Crockett, Patrick Barrett, Trey Harvey, some of those guys. I know Josh a guy that was really kind of a big deal for you to, to re-sign. And you're, I know you said you're after trying to re-sign another core guys, but then you have to look for guys too. Tell us about the, the off-season, kind of uh, what the schedule will be, when you'll have camps, how you're looking at guys. How, does he, how do you go about putting it all back together again? Well, number one thing is just like the resign the core. I mean, we're able to sign, you know, obviously Crockett and, and, you know, and have, you know, Trey Harvey. I mean, which those guys are too, too – a uh, huge pause of the team. So that's just, you know, attitude wise guys that work hard, local guys that everybody recognizes. I mean, they've done a hell of a job for us. Um, you know, there, there's a few more guys that have been eight resigned, just haven't, you know, hit the transactions yet, you know, or, or been publicized. But that's probably about, well, I think we're up to about seven resignees now. Um, you know, but the thing is, you know, uh, the leagues, you know, there's different rules every year. <laughs> so yeah, that affects right. that and, uh, you know, the status of some guys. So, you know, my job now, I, I feel like, hey, you know, we can get about, we can get definitely get 10 to 12 of those guys back. And then now we're just in a phase where you're back at the camp numbers, which is 40. So now we're back at the number of 40 guys that could, could be up to 40 guys can be signed uh, for camp. So, um, I believe the schedule uh, generally comes out around the first of October, somewhere along that timeline. So that'll kind of you know set the tone for when we're able to report for camp. Uh, so none of that stuff is uh, uh, set in stone, but I'm hoping to have a trial here in the next, uh, you know, within the next two months, 
So I'm working on finishing up and, and solidifying that date. Uh, you know, hopefully this week, and we'll maybe get something out the next week or two uh, in regards to that. But all that stuff is going well. I, I mean, I think the best thing is we'll be able to come in and get established. People know we're there. I mean, players had a great experience. I mean, they they ate well, they lived well. So you know that those are the things that are definitely going to be able to help. That they'll be able to, you know, we have a proof of concept of, of what's going on here. Mm-hmm. So you know, players talk to players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no doubt about that. Closing moments here with Marvin Jones, head football coach, Tulsa Oilers. If you were to look back on season one and, and say the best thing you learned, what would it be, Marvin? The best thing I learned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 that was that was evil, but I liked it. <laughs> Well, I think the best thing I learned is, uh, man, uh, I think the whole learning point from last season was that, you know, you know, just to continue to, you know, stay whatever path you have. Whatever, you, If you're a coach and you have a certain philosophy, I think you just got to stick with it, um, you know. And then, all, you know, I, I believe in what we did. I mean, as, as coaches, you know, obviously we can get better. But there's just some, you know, there's just some things that I never, I never compromised all season. I mean, and that's what I think really kept us close. Um, you know, coming in the next season is going to be totally different. There's going to be some different things that we're going to do, uh, you know, player wise and team wise, that I think is really going to help us uh, improve and be better as a team. So, you know, I'm looking forward to that. So. Players will be up early this next season. <laughs> Working early. <Yeah. laughs> I want to ask you, excuse me, one more Florida State question. Uh, Coach Prime, obviously, is the talk of the sports world. Now, I know you guys weren't at Florida State together at the same time, but you were around in the same era. What do you think What's of the job that he's doing in Colorado? I think he's done a tremendous job in Colorado. But I, I think we got to also, you know, keep things in perspective also. I mean – you know, I mean, I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, quality of competition. I think he's done a great thing getting guys to believe. I think, you know, if you look at just the overall of him having, a, you know, pretty much flip the whole number roster, being able to get all those guys to play together, uh, especially coming out the first game like that, I think, you know, it was a great job. I mean, it's hard to do that. Um, to be able to have those guys on the same page that fast and be able to go out and, you know, his son had a uh, – you know, throw for five hundred bucks in the first game. I mean, five hundred yards. I mean, five hundred yards in the first game is is out of its sight. Usually, you have your worst games coming in. You know, I mean, it's like they from the first game they've been able to hit a good beating, a good stride, and continue to keep that on. You know, but still got to look at the fact that you know I look at it. You know, I looked at a TCU team last year that you know uh, were as good as they were because they had a huge you know a bunch of comebacks, last second comebacks. So it wasn't that they blew anybody else. And then, you know, having to go up against Georgia, <laughs> you know, so that really tore them apart. So, I mean, it'll be main to see, but I think, um, you know, if they can get over these next two weeks, uh, get over this hump of, 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 of beating Oregon and, and USC, I think then all of a sudden that'll kind of just really solidify that there for real. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So. Yeah. I think they have to win those two games, and then people go, okay, all right, all right, we'll see you now. So uh, last thing for you, now that the, you know, you, I know you got stuff you said you're going to do in the next couple of weeks or months with the team, and then there'll be other things going on, but how are you going to spend the rest of your time? you going to be hanging around a lot of those Florida State games or what? Well, that, you know, my son's at UGA, so I got to get him, get, you know, do do his spiel too. 
you know, it just ain't played nobody the last couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't think Ball State was going to, you know, kind of kick in with them. So, yeah. they're ball around a little bit of Florida State and, and, and you know, and, and uh, you know, my son's games. Uh, hopefully, I'll be able to make it to a Jets game. But, you know, the main thing right now is just being able to buy that time up to continue to recruit and get better and sign some guys for Tulsa Oil so we can go out and have a winning season and make everybody proud of us. Absolutely, that's know. great. Yeah, sad to hear about the the um, you know, Aaron Rodgers too. And unfortunately, you won't probably have a chance to see Aaron Rodgers with the Jets. That's too bad. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I think that's that's tough. But I'll tell you what, I mean, I have a hell of a lot of respect for Zach Wilson because they they tore him to shreds all year. Mm-hmm. And usually, when you have a young guy that have that goes through that, that their head is generally crazy and they're generally trying to get out of that environment. Here's a guy that, you know, had to listen to all this stuff all season, all off season about how bad he was, uh, you know, and, and, and have a, uh, another guy come in, a 39-year-old guy, and have to sit behind him, and all of a sudden, you know, four plays into the game, he has to go back out there and they get a win. So that says a hell of a lot about him. Because uh, I know if it was me, I probably would have left. No, nah, I'm just teasing. <laughs> but, but got stuck in there. I mean, yeah. You got to imagine, they ripped them to shreds. Yeah. I mean, media ripped them to shreds. Now, all of a sudden, he's the guy again. So, that says a lot about their kids. There's I'm no doubt about you. that. No doubt about that. Marvin, always great visiting with you. We appreciate it. Hope the uh, Oilers have the season you're looking forward to. And we, we can't wait to hear it. We'll be carrying those Oilers games again this year on the Blitz 1170. Thanks very much for stopping by. All right, awesome, man. Thanks for having me, brother. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to this exclusive Blitz 1170 podcast from Bravado Wireless.